I'm going to just pretend that I haven't met you tonight, okay? Now, some of you I haven't. I just met you out there. But others of you, I have known you. I've gotten to know you over the last year, year and a half. Um, here's an interesting question, though. How many of you were coming pre-COVID? Yes, crazy. Yeah, so very few of you have actually even seen what this becomes, which is crazy. Um, and so we're kind of like restarting, rebuilding it, which is uh, an exciting time. But I'm going to just pretend, like I said, that you don't know uh, anything about me, anything about uh, our church. This is a college ministry of Ecclesia Eugene. Okay, um, and so uh, what I'm going to do on Tuesday nights, and if I'm not speaking, it will either be Ryan in the back, the bald, beautiful man, uh, or the wonderful guy right next to him with the hat, uh, Seth. Uh, it'll be one of us three speaking to you. And what's unique about Tuesday nights, we're going to always push Sunday. We're at venue 252, 8.15, 10 o'clock. This Sunday, I'm going to be going through the book of John, continuing in that verse by verse. But Tuesday nights, um, we really focus on um, your age group, the age you're in, the decisions, uh, uh, all the things you're wrestling through at this age in life. And it's a, a unique age in life uh, because and I love this, you guys are making all the really big decisions right now. Now, there's big decisions. Don't let me fool you. There's big decisions down the road, okay? But there's also huge decisions right now that you guys are making, and, and you know you are. Like, you're making the decisions. You're like, uh, do I stay at the school? Do I transfer? Do I, do I move to another state? Do I go to another city? Do I stay here? Do I do grad school? Do I not? Do I marry this person? Do I not? Um, all, and those are all big ones, right? Those aren't little ones. We're not talking to middle schoolers here where it's like, it's going to be okay. It'll be okay. You're actually making the decisions where it might not be okay. It's a big deal, okay? So there's going to be some ramifications for the decisions that you guys uh, make. So on Tuesday nights, we're going to be speaking uh, on different topics. And I'm going to kick off this series. It's called No Cap. Uh, and it's all about truth, okay? So defining, understanding, and knowing what truth is. And I just felt like that was the most important thing for us coming out of the gate. Now, what am I going to be talking about after this? Well, I know what you guys want me to talk about, dating, okay? So um, I will be going into our relationship series uh, in probably a month, a month and a half, okay? Can you wait? Like, no, no, like, like stuff's happening. Can I meet with you offline? Like, can we grab coffee? Because, like, that's happening. Okay, we'll just put it on pause. Tell the person that's asking you out, hey, can you wait a month and a half? I'll still be here. Okay, um, but uh, that's, that's always a popular series that we do, and that's coming, okay? So that'll be the next series that we'll start. Don't worry, I'll let you know, because I know then you'll invite people. Um, so that's coming. But for now, we're going to walk through uh, what defining truth is on Tuesday uh, nights. A little bit about me. Um, I moved up here four and a half years ago. Uh, I have three boys, okay? Their ages are seven, five, and th almost three. So, well, I guess almost three, almost six, and then seven and a half, eight, eight whatever. Uh, they're all in that gap, okay? So I have three boys, um, and it's exciting. There's a lot going on at our house all the time. Uh, as boys, they fight. They're in that stage now where they're actually, like, 
putting fists together and throwing their fists at each other. So that's been a new thing that we've been walking through together. Um, and uh, anyway, so that's exciting. I moved up here from San Diego. So if I, if I reference San Diego at all, that's why. Um, I always forget that not, not a lot of people know anymore that, that I moved up here from there because that was a long time ago now. So if I ever reference surfing or San Diego or something like that, that's why. And just laugh, even if it's not funny. Just, just go with it. But that's why, okay? Um, and so I've been, up, been here four and a half years. I've been the lead pastor at Ecclesia for two and a half um, and, uh, and so, you know, I speak on Sundays and then for the most part, I speak on Tuesday nights, uh, as well. But like I said, it's totally different. We're speaking to where you're at. Um, this is a space where you can belong before you believe. I'm going to say that every week. And, uh, and that's really important to me. There's gotta be, uh, there, there's gotta be spaces where people can wrestle through uh, things that they've been wrestling with, questions they have, areas they've been burnt uh, by uh, Christians, by churches, by even church leaders. In fact, a lot of you probably have a story uh, of that, and, and that's sad. So where do you go with some of those emotions, some of those thoughts, some of that baggage? Where do you go and then wrestle through that in a space where it's okay to wrestle through it? And so here's the thing I want to challenge you with. One is, regardless of what you believe, or you have believed, uh, or religion, or, or, or church you've been at, um, you could come here and process and work through what I say, and there's going to be things I say, and you go, okay, I agree with you, but there's also probably going to be some things I say that you go, I don't agree with that. When you have the thought of, I don't agree with that, I want you to pause and ask yourself why. Will you do me that favor? Okay? That's important. Um, and even if you agree with something, why do you so strongly agree with that? See, you have to learn and identify why you strongly believe the things you believe. And when you talk about, if you're going to go all in with Jesus, if, if you're going to say, man, I'm a, I'm a Jesus follower, I'm a, I'm a Christian, you need to know what that means. And, and the less you know about what that means, the more easily influenced you're going to be to, to one, to drop off, to, to, to join something else, or, 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 or honestly just go, man, I don't, I don't even know why I really believe this. I kind of just like went along with it. That's not okay. I, you need to learn and understand, and then you'll grow in that understanding. And so this is a space you can do that. There are no stupid questions um, and, and that. And so if you ever have a question, any of our leaders will meet with you. Uh, coffee, lunch, whatever it is, we'll meet with you guys, okay, and walk through that. And if we don't have an answer for a question you may have, we'll get the answer, Okay, um, but that's that's really important to me, and and it's important that you guys hear that from me, that that what you're wrestling with, you have the ability to ask uh, those questions. So let's talk about truth. Okay, let's talk about identifying and finding uh, what truth is. Now here's the thing, all of you approach truth differently. Okay, you just do. And, and, you know, I, I shared I have three boys, and I use them a lot as examples just because that's my world. That's my life, okay? You use examples from your world, and I use them from mine. That's my world, okay? My boys, all three of them are very different, very different. Uh, my wife and I talk about it almost every night. Uh, my oldest is like my wife. He is very, um, he, he's, everything's about, like, justice, right and wrong is very clear, okay? And he always wants to do what's right. And if we ever say, hey, like, 
uh, that's wrong, but he believes he's right. He's going to tell us. Um, and if he does something and we say it's wrong, he's that awesome kid that says, well, you said that yesterday. And that's when you go, well, daddy sinned yesterday, okay? And now you're sinning. Deal with it, okay? Um, daddy's not perfect, or, you know? And it sounds funny, but it's kind of immature, and I think I have talked to him like that. So, uh, but he's that one. He's very, he's just so good. And I, I struggle relating to him because he's so good. My wife is like that. I'm not. I'm more like the other two. Uh, the middle one, truth to him, it's how he's feeling. So he may answer something, and we're like, is that really what happened? Our oldest, we never ask him that. We just believe him. Our middle one, we're like, hey, man, are you, are you, being, are you being honest? And, and, he, and he'll do the like, yes. And we're like, okay, because every indicator that you're lying, you're doing right now. You're probably not being honest. So he's kind of like, truth is like this, okay? And, and th my truth may be here, and, and it may be over here. Um, and, and, and some of you are like that. It's okay. I'm not going to make you raise your hand. Some of you guys, truth for you has done this. And then for some of you, you're like my youngest, who's like me, fully me. You fight. You fight. You question. You, you struggle believing anybody. And, and, and you don't fall for anything. You're like, you, your natural uh, disposition is you're skeptical. So that's how I am. Um, I'm very skeptical, very skeptical. Um, when people tell me something, uh, I'll, I'll, now I won't always go, really? Are you being honest with me? But in my head, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Uh, if they say they know somebody, I don't just naturally go, oh, you do? I, I'm thinking, do they really know? Like, that's just me. If, if someone was up here right now, if I was sitting in your spot right now and listening to me, I would be questioning me. I would be looking and going, why should I believe you? Why do you know this? Why are you here? And, uh, and that's how he is. And so, you guys, one of the things that's so important, and I know it's important because as a culture right now in our church uh, and when I'm on campus and, and connecting with students your age or just at your age in life, I, I get asked this all the time. How do I really define and understand what I believe? And what am I supposed to believe? Who am I supposed to uh, believe? What is true? How do I find it? Okay, guys, this is not just a you thing. This is everybody right now in culture. How do I find it? And why is this so important? Why is this such an important topic that I was like, we have to kick off with this topic? Uh, this is so important because what you believe is what's influencing how you live. Okay, what you believe at, to be as true is how you are living. It's how you're thinking. Okay, what you believe is true is how you're thinking. It's how you're making decisions that you're making. It's how you're responding to people, to culture. You're, you're responding based upon what you believe is truth. Um, how you treat people comes from your, um, what you say is true. And then how you view ultimately the world comes from this. And then what's most important is your view of God. Okay, your view of God. And then out of that is what does it even mean to follow Jesus? You know, I was watching a movie last night. My wife has done hair for like, I don't know, maybe 16 years. I don't know, maybe longer, um, probably longer. But 
she, she still, like, uh, ladies will come over to our house and get, get their hair done. My sister-in-law was over getting her hair done. And they were there, and, and uh, it was very clear that it was a conversation that I didn't need to be a part of. And so I was like, what am I going to do? So I prepped a little bit, and then I was like, you know what? Man, I'm, I'm, I just want to watch something. So I turned on a movie. I'm watching this movie last night, and I, I started finding myself cheering for one particular character in the movie. Have you ever done that? Where you're watching the movie, and all of a sudden, you've just, like, picked your favorite. And, and for whatever reason, you're, like, cheering for them. And maybe they're the bad guy. Have you ever had that? Where it's literally the bad guy, and you're just like, yeah, go, do that, kill them. Like, you know, you're literally rooting for the bad guy. Like, like, but I found myself going, man, I, you go, you do your thing. And I'm cheering and identifying with this one person. And I, like, paused the movie because it was just me so I could be awkward and figure out what was going on. So I just paused it. And I was like, what is it in me that is identifying with him to where I'm rooting for him? So I just paused the movie and had this little moment with God. I was like, why is that? What is it about him that makes me, like, root him on? And this other character, I'm like, ah, he could die. Like, where is that coming from, right? And and you guys do this, so don't be like, what's wrong with him? Like, you do it all the time when you watch a movie. And, 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 And you do it with people. And you do it with headlines, with articles, with information. You do the same thing. Why do we do that? Well, we have biases, you guys. We have biases. We have ways that we naturally lean. Okay? And so one of the things that I always say, if I'm going to talk about truth and unpack it for multiple weeks, is we have to start this conversation by first and foremost identifying the biases that we all have. Now, you need to hear that very clearly. I am not putting myself over here saying, I don't have them, and you do. I have them. I saw it last night. Okay, so, so, so I have biases. Now, what do I mean by that? There are things that you've grown up naturally believing. Okay? There's things you've grown up that you naturally believe or or and, there are things that you have grown up that you want to believe, okay? So, so there are things uh, that, uh, that, that I believe, that, and there's things that you've probably believed, and you've never even questioned those beliefs. And maybe you've never even noticed that you have this bias, or that you always believe a story if it comes from this particular source, or if it aligns with this specific narrative, and, you, and you've never even questioned it. Where does that come from? Why are you uh, like that? Why do we have this uh, in us where there's certain things that we've never questioned and yet they're beliefs and we would actually say they are truth, are they're true. Um, it, a lot of that comes from the environment that you grew up in. So when you're going to try and understand the bias, and guys, when I talk about the dating series, I'm going to have you go right back to this place because you got to understand where you came from. You got to understand what was normal to you. You got to understand the environment. Uh, and, and guys, that may be based upon the location you lived in. Uh, I've talked to multiple people uh, at our church who have moved to Eugene during the pandemic uh, from, in fact, uh, tonight I was talking to one of you, uh, who have moved uh, from a different part of the country to Eugene, Oregon during the pandemic, and you moved here, and it was like, whoa, this is not Florida. This is not Arizona. This is not Idaho. This is not one of the Carolinas. 
I think I've been hearing more north than the south, but north, we'll go north. It's not like North Carolina. Um, and, 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 and literally, you know, we, uh, you know, people, just even the environment you've grown up in leads you to what? Believe certain things, right? And there's an expectation based upon that environment, right? So, so depending on where you grew up, your friends were kind of all believing the same thing, right? That's just like, that's like, that's a normal thing. So don't feel weird, okay? Um, for, for a lot of you, um, when we talk about the environment that you grew up in, a lot of you, it's your mother or your father's influence on you that has just been a heavy influence all throughout your formative years. And so you've kind of taken on uh, the religious perspective and belief, the political belief, uh, how you receive truth and what you believe. You've taken that from one of your parents. And what's crazy for some of you is it may even be a parent that you're mad at, that you don't want anything to do with, and yet you literally have the same beliefs as them because they have this control over you. But, like, that's, that's, that's some of us. It, it, it comes from uh, our parents. Like I said, it could be the location. It could be just the friends that you've had. I, I know so many people at this stage in life that start changing beliefs that they have because of their friends, the influence of their friends. Um, and, and so it's important to identify uh, what you want to believe as well because what you're going to do, and we're seeing this all across the board, there's statistics showing us this, is you're going to seek out the news. You're going to seek out the influencers. Who would ever, who would ever thought that would have been a thing? Influencers. Well, what are you? I'm an influencer. Okay, Awesome. But it's such a weird thing, and yet it's a thing. And, and we seek out influencers. We seek out uh, information, the friends, uh, the churches that we choose. We are choosing those based upon what? What we want to believe as truth. What we want. Our desire. We align. They speak what I want to hear. And so that's where we're going to get, to get, those, to get that information, to identify uh, what truth is. Now, I'm not saying, by saying this, I'm not saying that you've grown up believing lies, okay? I'm not calling any of you out, like, man, you, you've believed lies your whole life. I'm not saying that, uh, that you have to be uh, aware of that. I'm saying that you have to be aware of the things that are impacting you and what you're choosing to believe because the Bible warns us about this natural tendency in us that will happen, that we're seeing happening even right now. And if you heard me uh, three weeks ago-ish, three weeks ago on Sunday, I used some of these verses because I kicked off our vision series talking about walking in truth. So you're going to hear some of the same verses. Um, and I could hear these verses every day, to be honest with you, and I need to hear them every day. But, but I want you to listen to this. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, um, this is written to this young pastor. He's got this church. And, it's, and, and Paul's writing this, and he says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Okay, so there's a time coming when, when, when people are going to prioritize over truth what they want to hear. Okay, so, so, so okay, that could be true, but I'm going to prioritize 
even over, like, if I'm a Christian, even over God's word, I'm going to prioritize what I want to hear. Because it says you have itching ears, okay? Uh, literally, uh, you're just desiring to get reinforced what you already believe. And, and you want that to just continue. You don't want to be challenged. You don't want to be told that may not be truth. You don't want to be told, well, that verse doesn't work in that situation. You're like, no, 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 it does. Because I want to believe it does. And so we're in this day and age that the Bible warns us about where we are choosing to negate truth, to listen to and to hear and to seek out what we want. Okay, and, and guys, this isn't just a you problem. This is all of us. We're all dealing with information coming at us at a speed that it's never come at us before. We have more information coming at us than we've ever had before. More teachings, you've heard me say, more podcasts, all these things. And you could literally, like even if we talk about COVID, which is pretty divisive, you could, li <laughs> you could literally have one doctor, a doctor tell you one thing, and another doctor say something else, and you go, ah, right? Have you felt that? No, what are you talking about? Well, well, talking about the last two years. Right? You felt that. And guys, that's not just like a COVID thing. In churches, you will hear verses taught. You will hear truth taught. And they'll say, this is what you do here. And they'll use and they'll say, they'll use scripture. And you could go into another church and you'll hear the opposite point. And guess what? They'll use scripture. So what do you do with that? What do we naturally, what do we normally do? We normally go to the one that reinforces what I want to believe, right? We all do that. So that is a real thing, and we're at this time that, that Paul is warning this guy, hey, this time is coming. Guys, we're here. We're in that time. And so one of the things that I love about the Bible is, and, and, and why I encourage you to think and to learn to think critically uh, through scripture. What is critical thinking? It's the analysis of facts to form a judgment. Okay? And, and, and so I'm going to always encourage you to think. I'm never going to say, hey, you should just trust me. You should just believe me because I said it. None of the speakers that we're going to have up here, you guys, none of them because they're flawed, uh, none of them, including me, you should just go, oh, well, Steve said that. Well, so it's just, oh, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to change the rest of my life because I just believe Steve. No, you, you need to stand on truth, okay? Because you're going to make decisions, you guys. And, and, and guess what? A lot of the decisions you're going to make is going to lead you to a place where you may feel all alone and, and you're going to be experiencing doubt in the decision. You're going to be going, was that really God leading me to do that? Was that the right decision? And when you're all alone in that, guess what doesn't work? Well, Steve said, Steve's in Eugene raising his kids pastor in a church. Man, you're the one out there now dealing with the ramifications of just, I just want to believe that. So I'm always going to challenge you guys to think. I want you to think. I want you to question me. I invite that, okay? I want you to look at these verses and not just go, oh, Steve used them this way. No, look at the verses. And if you don't know how to look at the verses, ask us and we'll help you to learn to look at the verses and, and, and bring into the context of the verses because we want you to be able to think critically. And you guys, regardless of what you've heard, God wants you to think critically about it. Okay, we, we've heard over and over again in churches that I grew up going to church. Okay, so, so I heard these things where you just need to believe what I'm saying. 
And it was like, don't question it. Don't think about it. You just do what I say. Okay? And you're not, how dare you? You're, that's divisive. I'm like, it's divisive? I don't feel like I'm dividing anybody. I'm divided. I need help. You're a pastor. Help me. Okay? Like, like <laughs> you guys, uh, this has to be a place because that you ask and you wrestle with things because, guys, the Bible asks us to do this. The Bible warns us against just taking something as it is. I read these verses that Sunday I taught on this. In Proverbs 18, 17, Proverbs is the book of wisdom. In Proverbs 18, 17, it says, the one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. Okay, so, so what is that encouraging you to do? It, it's encouraging you not to just go, oh, well, that sounded really good. I'm going to go with it. No, like, like examine it. Examine it. Okay, examine what I'm saying. Examine what you're reading. Examine what your friend is telling you. Examine why your parents are so passionate, uh, or your mom and your dad, about a specific thing. Like, examine that. You're adults. Okay? Like, you're adults. You're making these decisions, and so you're going to have opportunities that come your way. Uh, you're going to have worldviews that you're going to have to define that, that responses to what culture does, and you're going to ask, what do I do there? And, and you're going to have to learn how to examine the information, right? Because just like I said with COVID, there, there may be qualified people telling you opposing things. What do you do with that? What do you do? Okay? Um, you, you need to be able to examine. Proverbs 14, 15. It says the simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. Okay? Now, when, when we talk about everything, okay, it's not just like, oh, I just believe everything. No, it's, it's, it's within the context of believing, once again, what I want to believe. So it's just, I, I want to hear this, I like this, so I just believe it. Okay, but, but that's not what's prudent, right? Uh, what did it say? Uh, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. Like I said, some of you have these worldviews, these opinions and strong opinions and thoughts that you say is truth, and yet you've, you've actually never examined it. You've never examined it. You're like, this is where I land. And I'm like, well, and, I, and I'm going to ask you, so before you meet with me, just know that question's coming. Why? And I may even agree with you, but I'm going to ask why. Why? What do you say there? Well, mama said, well, my dad. And you know my dad? I don't know your dad. What, why? Why do you believe this? What's leading you in this decision? Why, why do you think God's telling you that you're to respond this way? Why? And, and what's going to be your response, you guys? If you're a Jesus follower, what, what's going to be your response? Uh, and, and I love uh, what it says as well, Romans 12, 2. Uh, very popular verse. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of what? Your mind. That by, it says this, it says that by testing. This is an invitation to test. You guys, isn't this cool? The Bible is inviting you to test it. The Bible is not saying, hey, just when you have a pastor or, or someone that claims to be the spiritual leader or this, this influencer on social media, just, just go with it. No, it's an invitation to test. It says that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Oh, don't you just want to live in that? But that comes through testing. It comes through discernment. From the word of God. 1 Thessalonians 
One, it says, but test everything. Test everything, it says. Hold fast what is good. Test everything. So the Bible itself encourages us to do this. And so uh, if, 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 you're, if you're going to think critically with, with testing something, though, you guys, once again, it's going to come back to deconstructing a few thoughts and opinions that you have naturally taken with you throughout life or just things you want to believe. And so when I'm studying, guys, and when I study every week, you know that, that it's not just about uh, getting more information. A lot of times for me, it's deconstructing things that I've heard. It's deconstructing thoughts. And a lot of times before I teach, I get convicted. God does work in my life because there's things that need to deconstruct it. Okay, so you guys, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna approach something, go, I want the truth. I have to know my biases, and some of these biases that aren't good, I have to deconstruct them. Why? So that God can rebuild truth, what what is actually truth, so that He can rebuild it. Okay, so there's some walls, you guys, that we got to tear down if we're gonna build up truth, and that's why this is the point of tonight. It's identifying what those things are. And, and guys, I wrestled with this, man, just like you. I grew up, uh, and my father, who I love, uh, my father has very, very strong opinions. I mean, man, strong. Strong opinions on, on church, and he's a pastor, so it's like great. Like, he, and, and like, he has, he has like opinions that he feels free to always share with me uh, about church and, and what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing, regardless of sometimes it may be in Scripture or it might not be. But he's got very strong opinions about that, okay? So I grew up hearing that narrative, that, there, that, that you have to do church this way. I heard that growing up. My, my, my father was very strong politically. And so with politics, it was very, very clear what was right, what was wrong, what was good, what was evil. And, and at an early age, that was ingrained in me. So I grew up, what, having very strong opinions towards Christians, towards how church was supposed to be done, and... Um, politically, how I'm supposed to view anything politically is through this lens, and if it's not through that specific lens, it's wrong. It's wrong. There's no and, if, or but about it. It's wrong. Okay, so I grew up in this, but here's what happened, you guys. As I, as I started growing up, as I, as I started learning, um, I, 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 started to, I started to learn how to understand and grow in my own biblical understanding. And how to read it and how to understand, understand context, all these things. And so as I started to develop and grow, I started to see, man, there's some holes in the armor, Dad. There's some things that you're taking that the Bible doesn't take it to that point, Dad. And now we have conversations about that. But I, I, I had biases in me as to how church had to be done. And God had to be like, Steve, no, 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 no. That's been something that, that, you, that was ingrained in you. Uh, politically, I had to, I, all of a sudden, I start moving to different cities in different parts of the country, and I'm hearing perspectives on different world issues and seeing it, some of it I'm literally seeing it, and because I never saw it, I never knew how to respond, but I had a strong opinion, right? And, and, and so just even being in different cities around different people, and I transferred college three times, 
few times because I couldn't stay out of trouble. I was encouraged to leave slash told to leave. Um, there's different words for it. And, but anyway, through those things, I got to know the West Coast. And uh, I, I got to rub shoulders with a lot of people from different backgrounds who approach things differently. And I learned. I learned a lot. And strong opinions I had, uh, God just softened. God started to show me different areas of my own life that I had just assumed, that I had painted with one broad brush. And he's like, Steve, there's a different way to do this. And, and, I, and I started to appreciate where people were coming from. I started to appreciate uh, and learn about people that I had never even cared to learn about because what they're saying is not what I agree with. And, and, and listen, I'm not like sitting here saying all roads lead to heaven. I'm not saying that there isn't right and wrong. What I'm saying is what God did in my life was this softening of my heart and things that I either just strongly wanted to believe or I was told that I, that I had to believe. And God started to soften me. And you know what it is? You guys, this is what it is. It's having a posture when it comes to seeking truth. It's having a posture of humility. It's humility. That's the thing that I go back to. And, and when I approach people and they come at me strong. And guys, as a pastor during the last two years, people coming at you strong from different angles. different And, and the one thing that I always look for, and even in my response, I, and, and what I'm called to respond, I go, God, is there humility in this? Is there a humble approach to seeking truth? Or is it just, this is a stronghold in this person's life? Is this a stronghold in mine? And so, guys, one of the things that I've seen God do in my uh, life is just take me to this place uh, where I started to approach things. Uh, and, and, and it wasn't always changing my belief, but it was just like looking at it from a, a humble spot. And then, and then a humble position when it comes to truth is this, you guys. Because humility isn't thinking, it's not thinking less of yourself, it's actually having an accurate picture of yourself. When you have an accurate picture of yourself, you allow and you welcome God to be God. Okay, and so when, when I talk about being humble and seeking truth, it's actually then going, God, I need you to bring and deliver the truth, and I'll follow and guys, as that started to shift, I started resonating with different prayers. I started resonating with what David said in Psalm 25.5 when he said, Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all the day long. So when you are seeking truth humbly, one, if you're a Christian, you're like, God, I'm going to let you lead me in truth. And then second, guess what is an important piece of this? You're going to be patient with it. Because, guys, there's a lot of times we're tempted to react, to respond abruptly. And guess what? Have you experienced a lot of times you're wrong when you do that? I've been. And so the other thing about approaching something with humility is it causes you to step back and go, I don't need the answer to this right now. God, I just need to continually seek you in this, knowing that if I seek you, you're going to give me wisdom. You're going to share with me how I need to respond to this. Okay? And, and so, guys, this is... Um, this is the thing that we need to, to wrestle with. This is what we need to start asking is where are we at when it comes to truth? How are we seeking this? And it's so important because Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth. 
I'm the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So we're going to work through this from a biblical standpoint because literally we have the originator of truth. We have what is called the truth, which is God's word. Um, this is the mouthpiece of God, his, his, his words. And so um, we're going to look through this and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test us in this. I'm going to test myself in this. And we're going to talk about how to approach everything that we're dealing with through the lens of truth. And we're going to walk through that the next four weeks here. And so tonight, um, I want to ask you this question. Where are you at when it comes to your decision-making process? Where are you at? What does that look like? I want you to just think about that. And I want you to think about the, the, the things that maybe you're really passionate about. That's a nice way to put it. Things that you have very strong opinions on. I want you to think about what has been that decision-making process. Where does your truth come from? Have you just been going along with a belief without thinking critically about it? Are you willing to open your mind and your heart to explore truth with humility? Are you open to that? And if you are, come back next week because we're going to go deeper into this. And we're going to walk through this more. And I would encourage you to invite people. Everybody's seeking this. Everybody's asking, where do I go? How do I arrive at truth? And so, guys, this is a really important topic for us. Okay? Let's pray.